Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 16, Episode 5, Sad, Sorry, Lonely Little People. Keep in mind, the premiere of Season 17 is on September 11th, and of course, I'm very stoked to see what goes down. If you guys are interested in catching any of my rewatch episodes of Season 16, I have a Season 16 playlist on YouTube, of course, with Episodes 1 through 5 and Episodes 9 through to the final tell-all episode there. And before the Season 17 premiere, I'll be covering Episodes 6, 7, and 8 of Season 16 to finish that playlist. I also want to encourage everyone to check out the premiere of Season 2 of Cooking with Just Christine as well, which will also coincide with the season 17 premiere of Sister Wives on September 11th. I think that if as many viewers as possible can check out Christine's digital show, that would be a great way, a simple way for viewers to support Christine who would like to do so. I certainly will be checking her show out. It's available on the TLC website and also on their Insta page. Also, Christine did a lovely article, a series of articles, and an interview piece in People Magazine. And normally, I don't follow entertainment news, as you guys know, because I really am not into celebs or what they do in their lives or their personal lives. It doesn't really matter to me, like, at all what celebrities do, who they're with, how they live, or what they wear. All of it is of, like, no consequence to me. I'm really not that curious, and it doesn't affect my life in any way to see what public figures or celebrities are doing. I don't really care about it. But this isn't gossip and rumors. Christine directly did an interview and a series of articles with people, so I think we should all support her by checking it out. It was actually a very informative piece that you can easily find online, People Magazine. Christine looks beautiful and radiant. And I am not going to give every detail of what she said, although it said a lot. I know you guys have minds and eyes to check it out yourselves if you're interested. But one thing Christine did that gave me a lot of satisfaction as a viewer is that when Cody said he wouldn't come to Isabel's surgery, he broke Isabel's heart. And Christine found it hard to stay with a guy who she doesn't respect. I encourage everyone to check it out because she said a lot. It's a series of articles and interview clips in People Magazine, and you can find it online very easily. Christine divulges a lot. She talks about her stance on polygamy. She says she didn't like it. She says that she didn't feel like she mattered. And she talks about her relationship with Cody and her evolution and her journey. And she discusses a lot about Isabel's surgery. And she even talks a little bit about dating, too. There's a lot in there that was very informative. And although I hate celebrity news and entertainment news, I really enjoyed checking this out because Christine was very candid. And it wasn't sensationalized bullshit or bullshit about superficial crap. So I encourage everyone interested to check it out online. Again, it's in People Magazine if you're curious. I think Christine did a wonderful job. And she definitely looks like a weight is off her shoulder. She looks great, like she's living her best life. And she is a strong, independent woman and a great example of a mother. And as a viewer, 
I totally support Christine 100%. And you guys know, I'm Team Christine. And for me, when I see the type of mother she is and the way she raised her kids and the way she didn't allow her struggles with such a toxic man to affect her nurturing and parenting and the unconditional love she showed the kids in the Brown family, I can have nothing but admiration and respect for this woman. I see a strong, nurturing woman that's a great example for others. I appreciate the way that Christine handled Isabel's scoliosis and her surgery and the level of respect and communication and unconditional love that Christine gave to Isabel. She never allowed her personal struggles with polygamy or with her ex affect her treatment of the kids in the family or her love for them or her ability to be a mom. And not all women can do that. So I really admire Christine and I wish her every success. And I encourage everyone to support Christine by checking out her articles in People and her cooking show, Cooking with Just Christine. One thing that I find interesting is that Cody wanted to do this show and he viewed himself as an advocate for polygamy. And he wanted to be a hero for his people, an advocate, a voice for his community, a leader who broke the mold. But in the process, Cody ended up showing just how toxic the lifestyle can be. And Christine ended up being the hero. Christine grew up in the faith, in a polygamist family. Her family led their church. And through her experience living polygamy with Cody, Christine realized she no longer believes in the lifestyle. She hates polygamy. And she became the hero, in my opinion. She isn't just a good example of a woman who evolves, who is independent and strong, finding her voice while also being a wonderful mom and a support for all the Brown family kids, but she is a great inspiration for other women who may feel trapped or like they want to find their voice. So Cody may have wanted to be a hero and an advocate for polygamy, but instead he showed how toxic it is, especially with the way he lives it. But Christine is a hero. Think of how it must feel to be indoctrinated in a faith, to grow up that way, to have that ideology instilled in every facet of your life from birth to only know that way and to marry so young before you know life or the world or who you even are and to live the way that you were taught all your life only to discover it's not the way for you. It is painful, it is hard, it is a constant struggle emotionally and mentally and physically with all the caregiving and homemaking that Christine was doing. Christine has said she felt like the basement wife and she struggled not only with her lifestyle, but she had her responsibilities. And she had a husband who I feel may have married her for her status in the church. Her husband didn't see Christine as his equal in my opinion. And his go-to for any wife who expected support based on the complications with the difficult lifestyle, his go-to line was, you signed up for this. Cody signed up for this too. Christine had to not only deal with all the constant emotional turmoil inside and the raising of the kids and the household duties. She also had to process that what she knew all her life was wrong, for her at least. And then she had to come to terms with making peace with that and figuring out who she was. And she had to find her voice. 
and she was able to eventually say, I can't do this. And once Cody hurt her child, once he couldn't be an invested father, Christine knew she could not do this anymore, and she left. That takes a lot of courage. It's probably a lot to process all of this and to come to terms with it. Christine dealt with not only a bad marriage and a shit husband and that polygamy, coming to terms with the fact that polygamy, the lifestyle, is not like what she was told that it would be. And she processed that she didn't feel heard. She also had to find her voice amid all of her responsibilities in life. And she had to process that everything she was taught was a lie. And she was probably instilled with a keep sweet mentality too. So that's a lot of hurdles to jump through to get to a point where you understand and you process and you leave, especially when this is instilled in you from day one, this lifestyle and culture and faith. What Christine did is brave and it was probably extra complicated because of how deeply this culture was ingrained in Christine. It's probably very hard to come to terms with understanding that what you knew all your life and everything you were taught isn't necessarily true or right for you at least. Christine was able to grow and to process and come to terms with all this while still kicking ass and taking names as the heart of the Brown family, being a great mom and caregiver to her kids and the other kids in the Brown family, all while coming to terms with her faith and the lifestyle not being for her until eventually Christine was able to leave when she felt this was no longer something she could live with. And that takes a tremendous internal struggle and tremendous inner strength. And that's something to admire in my book. Now let's get to what everyone is here for. My commentary on season 16, episode five of Sister Wives, Sad, Sorry, Lonely Little People. I don't normally give commentary on the previously on scene of Sister Wives, but in this one, Cody and Mary are in the car, and Mary tells Cody she's been waiting for him, honestly, and Cody tells her with a smugness and satisfaction, he bitterly tells her, and I'm not coming. Mary says she knows, and Cody says that Mary isn't courting him to that relationship. And Mary tells Cody she didn't know she was supposed to court him. I don't think Cody means court like dating. I think Cody means Mary has to entice him in some way, lure him. She has to keep sweet. She has to do things to please him. Cody has no intention to ever be with Mary, in my opinion. And he says it every chance he gets. He loves to twist the knife and it seems to give him satisfaction to see Mary suffer. He's so resentful of Mary. Cody is very cruel to Mary and I understand Mary isn't perfect. But when Cody tells Mary he isn't coming, it feels as if he gets satisfaction out of it. Like he enjoys it being cruel to Mary just because she hurt his ego with the catfish thing. I think Cody has a lot of resentment built up towards Mary and he mentions in a counseling session once that Mary needed to fix her relationships with the older kids and Cody said he felt deceived by her from the start of their relationship in that counseling session which I really don't think is the case. 
Although Cody may perceive that Mary deceived him from the start, I just think he didn't really know Mary deeply before he married her. So he fell in love with the best version of Mary, who was sweet and happy and in love, who was finally being seen and by a guy like Cody, who was a showboat, who got people's attention when people barely noticed her and he was giving her a lot of attention. I think polygamy isn't easy and Mary was very difficult and overbearing as a way to cope with her feeling like she was still important and she wanted to make sure her voice was heard and her being controlling or particular was her way to make sure that she would always matter. It was her way to ensure that she was always heard. That doesn't excuse Mary's accountability in the way she made everyone feel as a result of that. So I think Cody resents Mary and his ego is hurt and it makes him feel good to twist the knife. And I think that's very unfair to Mary. And it also says a lot about Cody's character. Cody should be honest. If he doesn't ever want to be with Mary, that's his choice. But the way he treats Mary with such aggressive bitterness every chance he gets isn't fair to Mary. Mary is very independent. She has two successful businesses. She deserves to be happy. In my opinion, Cody will always treat Mary like a chore, like a burden he wishes he didn't have to take on. And I think Mary loves Cody and she believes in her faith. And she just doesn't want to leave her family. It's her whole identity. And she did sacrifice a lot of her life, a majority of her life, to be with this man. And Mary was difficult, especially in the past. But it's also difficult on her to live polygamy and to live monogamy for three years happily in love. And then to have to adjust to polygamy and feeling like you matter less and less when you love your husband the same as you always did and you see him loving other women in your own home right in front of your eyes, that's beyond difficult. So that's difficult too. Cody loves to remind his wives they signed up for this, but he signed up for this too. And so far, he isn't upholding his end of the contract. He stopped intimacy with Mary over 10 years ago, we learned at the last tell-all. He abandoned Mary as a husband. He also didn't uphold his end of the deal with Christine. He tried to remove intimacy completely from the marriage with Christine. Cody can treat his wives however he likes. They are adults. They get to choose what they feel they deserve or don't and what they will accept and what they won't accept as adults. But kids... Kids don't get to choose. They don't get to say, I deserve better. I won't accept this. I deserve more. When their kids and the adults who are supposed to love, support, and protect them cannot give their children what they deserve. The worst thing Cody does, in my opinion, isn't how he treats his wives. It's the way he treats his kids. The way he doesn't show up when any decent father would the way he allows his pride and resentment to prevent him from communicating with his kids who want him in their lives. It's the way Cody allows his resentment towards his wives to affect the way he treats his kids, whether he communicates, 
how present he is, how emotionally available he is to them. Cody didn't show up for his own daughter's surgery, and she asked for him first thing when she opened her eyes. And her dad was not there. And there is no reason in the world that should keep a father from his child's surgery. None. Cody says his family is an obstacle to his goals in life, and he sure acts like it too. So the worst thing Cody does, in my opinion, is the way he behaves with his kids, how he seems to conditionally love them and allow the way he feels about their mother to affect how he treats them, how he treats his kids, and how present and invested he is. Cody says he wants to be the head of this family. He's no longer the head. He isn't respected. Blah, 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 whining bullshit. You know how Cody goes on. But Cody doesn't have the qualities one would look for in the head of a family or a leader. Cody doesn't even hold up his end of the contract he signed each time he took on a wife. And when he decided to have almost 20 kids, He can't show up as a husband or as a father. And he doesn't seem to prioritize his kids over himself. And I know people speculate Robin is in Cody's ear. And she probably is. But what kind of human being, what type of father, would allow a favorite wife's preferences to supersede being there for his daughter? That's just speculation, of course, but if that were the case, who lets a wife stop you from being with your daughter and another wife during major, major surgery? I thought Cody was an alpha male. Maybe he was taking a day off. That day, it's hard to pretend to be something you're not all the time. On the show, Cody loves to label himself an alpha male. He mentions it, especially in the earlier seasons, every chance he gets. He even announces to his friends that he's an alpha male. Cody wants it known. He's a strong man's man. But this isn't how a man acts. A man, a head of a family, would be there with his daughter during the scariest moments of her life. No matter how they felt about that child's mom or what any other wife wanted, They would be the head of the family, they would lead and know how to prioritize, and they would never let fear override their heart and their obligations. Cody said he was scared. Isabel said her dad was scared. That's the reason Isabel thought Cody did not go to her surgery. Was Cody scared or was he whipped? He says lots of people ask why she is still there. They tell Mary that Cody clearly doesn't love her. And Mary says this is a very conscious choice that she is making to stay. I wonder if Mary stays not only because the family is her identity and not because she holds out that much hope of Cody ever changing, but that for her, faith-wise, she can't leave. She can divorce Cody, of course, that's permitted in the faith, but she won't get to heaven unless she lives polygamy. And she believes in an afterlife with her family there. And so for her, leaving costs a lot spiritually. And Mary feels very loyal to this idea of her family as well. 
If Mary believes in her faith, leaving would cost a lot spiritually. It's breaking a very sacred bond. And in the faith, there is a lot of emphasis on the afterlife and being with your family on your own planet, having your own kingdom in the afterlife. So if Mary still believes in her faith, when she says that this is a conscious choice, maybe it's actually about the spiritual aspect of this. Robin says it's important to her that they get out on Coyote Pass. She's frustrated and she frustratingly says she hopes they can get this damn thing figured out. And she, it's like she has a stick up her butt. She's very cynical about it. She always seems very uptight, like she just needs to react. They flash back to the scene of the wives and Cody picking lots on the land. And Christine saying that she doesn't want to move onto the property. She wants to move back to Utah. And she says she and Cody are struggling more than ever before. And the best she can give today is just to pretend. Christine talks about Isabel's scoliosis diagnosis, and she says, now it's time for surgery. And there's a flashback to the scene of Christine, Isabel, and Cody talking about getting the surgery outside of Christine's house. And Cody says, if we are going in September for the surgery, he doesn't think that he's going to be going. And Isabel looks like someone stabbed her in the kidney. Christine looks pissed, like she's trying to just stay chill. And Cody says he doesn't want Isabel to be bitter that he wasn't there to do that. So it's hard that they are doing this without him. Are you kidding me? It's hard for him that Christine and Isabel are doing this without him? Newsflash! He could be there with Isabel if he wanted to be. Cody is a man that if he wants something, he will definitely do it. And Robin is that way too. So if Cody wanted to be there, he would be. A pandemic would not stop him. Another wife possibly could not stop him. His pride would not stop him. His resentment with the child's mom would not stop him. Nothing would stop Cody if he wanted to be there, in my opinion. I think it's interesting that Cody is so afraid of COVID. He is all about safety and protecting his family. Yet in one of the earlier seasons, he had no problem taking his motorcycle down to the mechanic shop with no helmet on when he knows he has four wives and almost 20 kids counting on him as the so-called head of the family. He doesn't protect his own safety But Cody wants to protect everyone, to be the head, to be the leader of the family, to promote safety, to protect everyone when he doesn't even protect himself with a simple motorcycle helmet. And then Cody lets fear of something that could happen, possibly happen, possibly catching COVID, override being there for his daughter's surgery that has major, major risks. It's very major surgery. And Cody prioritized fear of a possibility over actually being there for his daughter who was in a life-threatening situation. And that's not how the head of anything would prioritize things. Cody is selfish in my opinion, and he seems to view everything in terms of how it affects him 
only from his perspective. He weighs how much something will inconvenience him and what he personally wants, and he wraps it in a cloak of being best for the family. So he views everything in just his point of view. Even with Isabel facing major, risky, life-threatening surgery, he cannot even begin to consider this from Isabel's perspective or Christine's. Notice how Cody says, it's hard that they are doing this without him. It's hard for him. He never mentions what Isabel will go through. He isn't concerned with Isabel needing him or how hard this will be for her or how much pain she will endure or how much pain she has endured. Doing the exercises and wearing those braces just to please her dad and to try to avoid an inevitable surgery. Isabel had constant pain or she would not be doing this surgery. And Cody wants to mention that it's hard for him. It's not hard for him that he can't support Isabel or that his daughter hurts. It's hard for him because she might become bitter and resent him later. It's not about Isabel that he's upset. Cody isn't upset that he can't be there. He isn't upset that he can't be her comfort. He is upset that it might cause her to be bitter towards him. It's all about how it affects Cody, not the effect his decision of not going when he easily could have will be on his daughter. His daughter will always know that he wasn't there as her dad during the scariest moment in her life when he could have been there. Cody doesn't know the effect of this on his wife who had to do this with her daughter alone. This is a major life-threatening surgery and Christine is strong. She doesn't need Cody at all, but it would have been good for Isabel's sake had Cody been there and Cody wasn't worried about Isabel and how she felt as a result of his absence. No, he was worried about how it will affect him, that she will be bitter. It will affect how she feels about him because everything is about Cody and his ego, even his daughter's major surgery. The episode opens in New Jersey. Isabel is excited to get the scoliosis surgery. And Lee and Gwen are excited to be in New Jersey for a while. And Christine is doing her best to make everything as positive as possible. Christine is staying at her sister's house in New Jersey. She's only an hour away from the surgery center. Wendy is Christine's sister from the same mom. And she is in a monogamous relationship. They don't live polygamy, but Christine's sister accepts Christine and her family and the Browns living plural marriage. Christine explains that even though it's COVID right now, they will still get the surgery and Cody can't join them for the surgery because of COVID. Christine says Cody would love it if Isabel waited to do the surgery so he could come. But waiting isn't an option. How could Cody even consider waiting, knowing his daughter is in constant pain every day of her life? Or is Cody so oblivious that he didn't know about his daughter's constant pain? She went through extra pain too, just to please her dad, who did not want the surgery. And he went to a doctor who had day and night braces and an exercise plan, and their main doctor told them that wasn't going to work. But Isabel did it anyway to please her dad. 
And Cody couldn't even check in enough to be aware of the level of his daughter's pain. Isabel showed up for Cody. She tried to please him. She put herself through tremendous pain to avoid that surgery like her dad preferred. But in the end, despite her best efforts, she had to do the surgery. And she tried for Cody to avoid this. But Cody did not try for Isabel. He did not show up. And then he has the nerve to suggest she wait while she's in tremendous pain that affected her life and her quality of life. And Cody wants them to wait so he can attend. Any decent human, any decent father would drop everything to be there. Tornadoes or not, rain or not, COVID or not. How can you look your daughter in the eye knowing she is suffering in pain every day and suggest for her to just wait? Or worse, that she go alone in pain and fly across the country to do this surgery alone like Cody first suggested. Cody even suggested that Isabel wait six months when she was 17 and a viewer of mine very astutely pointed out that maybe Cody wanted to wait till Isabel was 18 so he would not be financially responsible for what insurance doesn't cover. And after the conversation I saw last episode with Christine and Isabel expressing her pain level to Cody and explaining that they booked the surgery and Cody mentioned waiting six months and Christine mentioning later in that episode that Isabel was 17, it clicked for me that maybe that was a big part of Cody's decision to want to push the surgery off too. I couldn't stand that someone I love would be in pain knowing that it can be fixed. The money doesn't matter. The effort doesn't matter. The sacrifice doesn't matter. When I know that there is something to end the suffering and the pain, that there is an option to relieve that, oh my God, I would go to the ends of the earth to do it. To live with chronic pain, whether it's physical or emotional or mental, to live with it all the time, every day, every hour, every minute, as you have to also live your life, it's such a heavy burden. And the money and the effort to remove that pain when it is a possibility, all of that pales in comparison to that person being free of that pain. So I don't know what Cody's real primary motivation for not supporting this and for not wanting to go is. We can speculate all day. We can go by his words that don't always match his actions. We can say maybe it's Robin, maybe it's financial, maybe it's his resentment towards Christine that he extends to Isabel. Maybe it's his fear about COVID. Maybe it's about this, maybe it's about that. It could be all of the above or one of those reasons or some of those reasons or none of the above. But there is no excuse in the world to justify not being there as the so-called protector of the family, as a human, as a dad for your loved one, for your daughter, when you know that they are doing a major surgery and their life could be at risk. God forbid should something go wrong. That supersedes any other thing that needs protecting in that moment. So there is no explanation why this man was not there. Christine explains that COVID isn't the ideal time to do this, but Isabel is just in too much pain. 
so she needs to have the surgery now. And Isabel is sad about Cody not coming. She really wants her dad there so badly, Christine says. Christine explains that she and Cody are in a tough spot right now. And she really doesn't mind getting away for a while, but she knows it will still be there when she gets back. But she doesn't mind putting that stress of her relationship on hold for a bit. Someone brought Isabel flowers and at first Isabel is excited. I think that she was probably expecting the flowers to be from Cody. And then she reads the note on the flowers and they're not from Cody. They're from grandma and grandpa and that was still really sweet and awesome. But you could see that when Isabel reads the note, her face just drops. And it's just my opinion, of course, but I think she is bummed that those flowers aren't from her dad. But of course, I could be wrong. In confessional, Cody explains that there's a rift between himself and Christine. But he says it's sad that he isn't there. Cody says it's just one of those things, circumstantially, he doesn't see how he could have been there and how he could have been able to do that during this whole COVID experience. Mary says she is glad that Isabel is finally getting this done. She says that it would have been nice if more people could surround Isabel and be there for her. But Mary is sure Christine is doing the best she can out there by herself. I think Mary can't ever directly say that Cody should be there. Even at the last tell-all, Mary was very careful to toe the line and spin Cody and Robin's narrative that Christine didn't try hard enough and that Christine needed to not blame others and work on herself and she needed to do the hard work and look inward at her own faults rather than blaming other people for her failed relationship. So Mary may feel otherwise than what she says, but she always toes the line for Cody. And I think she knows that if she goes against him or if she is too candid, that she will isolate herself even more from Cody. So it's not in her best interest to speak her mind directly regarding Cody. But I think Mary knows that Christine shouldn't be by herself and that Cody could be there if he wanted to be and that he should be there, but she can't say it. But she does make a point of Christine having to cope alone. I think Mary knows how fucked up this is. In confessional, Robin says, COVID has made everybody, not just their family, but everybody, so many other people feel so distant from their loved ones. It's depressing. It's isolated. It's hard, Robin says. Really, really hard. Really? It's so hard and isolating and lonely and depressing. But she isolated Mary. Mary was isolated and Mary wasn't welcome over. Notice Robin wants to say that it's not just her family, but everybody. And it's interesting. She cries and she says, it's really hard to feel so distant and so isolated. Yet she allowed Mary to feel isolated and distant when Robin was her only acceptable social venue per Cody's mandates. And Cody approved for Mary to come over. Yet Robin did not invite Mary over with the bullshit excuse that she didn't want to upset Christine and Janelle who were already hanging out together. And they had assumed that Mary had been welcome at Robin's 
all that time, and they were shocked to learn otherwise. That Robin had left Mary alone all that time, all those months. It's also interesting that Robin says it's really hard, it's depressing, it's isolating when she happens to be the wife who had Cody there 24-7 living monogamy with her. Yet she is complaining about how isolating it feels when the real victims were Cody's other wives and kids who were forced to be away from Cody because of his COVID protocols that he came up with that were impossible to follow intentionally so that he could make the excuse of living monogamously with Robin because his wives and kids did not follow his rules and he could try and justify living monogamously with Robin. Cody even made his kids feel more isolated and distanced by refusing to call them during that nine or ten month period he lived with Robin. So all these tears and complaints are rich coming from Robin when she had Cody there as a present husband to her and an invested father to their kids 24-7 while Cody couldn't even bother to call his other kids regularly anymore. So yes, COVID was depressing and isolating, but not so much for her and her branch of the family. Robin is now scrunching her face, trying to produce tears. She does her crying voice before actually crying, and she says, I wish we could just circle around Izzy and Christine. Really? Well, Cody was able to attend Dayton's eye surgery. Robin knows she is the favorite wife, and she knows she whispers, and Cody listens. Remember the talking to that she gave Cody about how to address not moving to Utah with Christine? And Robin went over how Cody shouldn't mention how his sister wives feel about the move. Christine doesn't feel that her sister wives are against her or controlling her life. Cody followed Robin's orders when Christine said she wanted to know how her sister wives felt about the move to Utah. Cody redirected and he said he would rather not discuss that and just see if he can convince her that Flagstaff is good for her. So Robin, being the empath, being the most sensitive wife, the wife teaching the kids to be sensitive, she wasn't sensitive enough to know how Isabel would feel and that she would need her dad there. Knowing that she has some pull with Cody, Robin didn't consider as the empath wife to talk to Cody about showing up for his kid, especially when he went to her son's surgery And that wasn't even a major surgery like Isabel's. Robin also mentioned how Cody can't be away from her kids for more than a few days. Otherwise, they get too anxious. And Cody mentioned how long he would have to be away and not wanting to be away from the family as some of his reasons for justifying his absence. But the only family Cody was seeing at this time was Robin's family with him, and he was living monogamously with her. So would Robin not be able to tell Cody, it's okay, go, Isabel needs you more. There are major risks to this surgery. I'll be good, the kids will be good, go. By the way, Robin's kids won't remember Cody's absence, even if it was for a whole month. 
But Isabel will always remember that her dad didn't show up when it mattered most during her scariest moments, and she will carry that the rest of her life. How big of a factor was Robin and her personal preferences in Cody not attending Isabel's surgery? They flash back to a scene two weeks earlier of Cody telling Isabel he is sorry he can't go. Isabel graciously tells him it's okay, and Cody says he wants to be there for her to be a strength for her in confessional. He asks Isabel, you understand, right? And Isabel says she gets it, it's okay, and she puts on a brave face as the cameras roll. Cody asks, you're not going to become a bitter old housewife because your daddy didn't do this for you? And Isabel says no. And then we see Isabel in confessional, heartbroken, sobbing, saying Cody has a lot of kids to think about and it sucks that he can't be there. Janelle says she thinks it's been extremely trying on Christine and Isabel, especially to not have all that support. Janelle says she feels it deeply. She feels it very deeply on an emotional level that they aren't there to help Isabel and Christine. See, Janelle knows it's fucked up that Cody isn't there as Isabel's father and Christine's then husband. She knows it's wrong and she feels it, that someone from the family should be there, that Christine and Isabel should not be alone. I think Janelle of course knows that Cody should be there and it probably pisses her off that he isn't there, but she knows she can't change it and it scares her even more because she knows if Cody is willing to go this far down the path and not be there during a life-threatening major surgery, that the family is done and that the family culture will never be the same again. It's the day of the surgery and Isabel is in sweatpants and she's wearing her dad's hoodie because her dad isn't here, she says. Christine says in confessional, the biggest struggle of all of this is that Cody is not here. She says Cody was really sweet. He gave Isabel this hoodie of his and he told her it was like a hug. Cody has been to every scoliosis appointment. He went with Christine and Isabel to Michigan for the boot camp for Isabel's scoliosis exercises. Cody went to all the Vegas appointments too. Christine told Isabel that if it wasn't for COVID, her dad would be there with her. And Isabel gets it on a logical level, but on an emotional level, it's ripping her apart. Christine says that's the hardest part of all of it. And she thinks more than anything that she doesn't want Isabel to dwell on the fact that her dad couldn't come. So Cody not only did not support his wife and daughter by being there, he also was the hardest part for Christine and Isabel to deal with. He not only did not help and support, he in fact not only failed to be there to help, to support, to aid in the recovery, he in fact made it harder for them because Isabel has had to cope with needing her father and him not being there and feeling like she doesn't matter to him. And Christine has had to not only do this alone, but she has had to also comfort Isabel as to why her dad isn't there. And it makes it harder for Christine and it makes it harder for Isabel. 
and this is already life-threatening surgery if anything should go wrong. Cody has made it more difficult for his daughter when it was already hard enough what she had to endure. And Christine has had to explain it away and justify it to ease Isabel's mind. So it doesn't affect her too much more than it already has to. Christine trusts Isabel's doctors. She isn't concerned. They found the surgery with the screws and the fibers that is less invasive than the traditional surgery with the rods. It's still major surgery though. And they go in through the side. They slice between the ribs. They pry the ribs apart. They collapse a lung and they move that lung out of the way. Then they attach the fibers with the screws to the spine and they tighten it up using the screws and the fibers straight in the spine. Christine explains how it is so hard to watch your kid be wheeled away from you for the surgery and you can't go with them and it's completely out of your hands. Christine trusts the doctors, but she wasn't ready for this. Christine says it was hard to see Isabel go. Christine says Isabel is the most incredible kid she knows. And she has been dealing with pain for so long. And they show flashbacks of 2017 and Isabel putting on her day brace. And Isabel says wearing a brace is hard because she looks bigger. And it's hard emotionally because... And here Isabel starts breaking down. She says it hurts all over and it bruises and it's awful. Christine says they had Isabel doing exercises and trying all this stuff to help reduce the curve. They have tried everything and Isabel has been amazing through all of it. Christine says it's been nine months since Isabel told her that she was in pain every day. And as soon as Christine found out that Isabel was in pain every day, she started looking for insurance. And it took this long to get insurance. And then with COVID, everything took a lot longer. Isabel is in surgery now. And in two hours, they will know how it went. Christine is very grateful for all of the support they have and all the prayers. Cody explains that Janelle has been back from North Carolina for a couple of weeks, but because Garrison and Gabe still have lives outside of the home, he is socially distancing from them. Cody has come over to Janelle's house to discuss how they will make it so he can be home and visit her. Janelle says they have entertained the idea that Maddie and Caleb might come to visit, but it became logistically impossible for Maddie to come. I wonder if Maddie hesitated because of Cody and his protocols. Janelle reveals that Hunter lives on the East Coast, and he sees Maddie and Caleb often. Hunter is going to school, and he is getting his master's in nursing at Johns Hopkins. That's insane. Wow, what an accomplishment. Janelle mentions how Hunter visits Maddie and Caleb periodically because it's a five-hour drive for him. And Cody says he is literally jealous of people who aren't maintaining any kind of standards of social distancing and stuff like that. He says some of the family are really diligent about preventing exposure.
and some of the family are really lackadaisical about it. It's ironic that Cody wants to make it seem like Janelle and Christine and their kids are lax and irresponsible, and he is the head of the family, the protector, doing the right thing, sacrificing for the family's protection, when he and Robin were the point of exposure because of their nanny. And Christine and Janelle did stuff within reason. They were safe. They followed CDC guidelines. And Cody shamed them endlessly for not following his protocols that involve never leaving the house when he and Robin happened to be the actual point of exposure. Cody says he has two portions of family that he is not even seeing. So that goes to show that when Cody gave the reason for not attending Isabel's surgery, he said he could not be away from his family for so long to be with Isabel. The only family Cody was not wanting to leave, the only family he even saw at that time was Robin and her kids. And he lived there at Robin's monogamously during that period. He wasn't seeing Mary or Janelle, so really, Robin may have influenced Cody's decision to not go if he didn't want to be away from his family to attend the surgery. And the only family he saw at that time was Robin's. See, Robin complains, asking, why do they think it's me? Why do I get blamed? And Cody says he isn't going to Isabel's surgery. One of the reasons he gives is, he cannot leave his family for so long. He says he has other kids, and he admits he only sees Robin's portion of his family. And Robin has also said she doesn't like her kids to be away from Cody for more than a couple days or they get agitated. Cody goes on to explain that the family is basically divided up by thirds. Christine travels all the time. He doesn't see her at all. Janelle has the boys, so he doesn't see her often. But the place he stays most of the time, he reveals, is at Robin's. Cody just said it directly this episode. Now, with Christine, he blames her travel as the reason she does not get equal time. With Janelle, it's blamed on her boys, which are his kids, of course. Cody blames his kids that he refers to as exclusively her boys for having lives and responsibilities and not just permanently quarantining in Janelle's home like his protocols request. Cody admits he lives at Robin's. Janelle explains that Garrison was pre-approved for a mortgage. He saved all year and he has enough to close, but he doesn't have the down payment. Cody asks, don't they have first-time homebuyer incentives? And Janelle explains no, and she says that Garrison has been saving like crazy for a year and he saved a good chunk. But with the price of real estate in Flagstaff, Garrison can't buy a house right now. Janelle tells Cody that Garrison is stuck there. And Janelle explains in confessional that about six weeks ago, Cody realized that Garrison had more of a social life than he thought he did. So Cody wanted Janelle to have Garrison move out. 
But Janelle felt like that was the wrong move because Garrison has been working very hard. Janelle says she is going to try and let her kids get a leg up because the world is a very different place now and she isn't going to kick him out. Wow. First of all, Garrison rocks. I don't know many young 20-somethings who save up for a year and have almost enough to take on purchasing a home rather than just renting. I think that's smart and it will set Garrison up not only to have a roof that he owns, but he can also use that as an asset later on down the line. He can always sell it later down the road. I think it's amazing that the wives were able to raise Cody's kids to be so mature and responsible and self-reliant and independent. And I think it's largely due to the moms raising the kids right in that family and instilling a strong sense of responsibility in the kids. This is phenomenal for Garrison. And to accomplish that is huge. Cody should be proud of Garrison and commending him rather than finding ways to push him out the door just because Cody is butthurt and he wants to deflect and blame his kids as the reason he isn't present at Janelle's house. Cody is a selfish dick in my opinion. He's not the great dad that Janelle always claims he is. And I'm happy Janelle is sticking up for her kids no matter what Cody wants. There should always be no Question, as a mother, in my opinion, you should always put your kids first, even ahead of your husband, because your kids will always be your kids permanently. Your husband might be there permanently. He should come second or at 1.5. He should matter a great deal. I'm not saying your partner or your spouse or your husband shouldn't matter, but people can always grow apart and your first responsibility as a parent is always to your child, no matter what, in my opinion. Cody tells Janelle she is behaving as if this is their problem. And Cody says Janelle is trying to get him to help solve Garrison's problem because they need him to move out of the house so that he and Janelle can get back to their normal lifestyle. In my opinion, I don't think Janelle cares. I think she would rather have her sons there than Cody there. Janelle's world doesn't revolve around Cody. And in my opinion, Cody is just pissed trying to push Garrison out because he sees Garrison as an obstacle to going over to Janelle's. I really don't think Janelle cares if Cody is there. And I think Janelle will always pick her kids over Cody. And Cody wants to insert himself there, probably to try and reestablish control. And he wants to blame his kids for not showing up and for not giving Janelle equal time. Cody should be commending Garrison. He is doing what Cody couldn't do at that young age. Cody was always struggling financially, living in rentals. And Garrison won't struggle when he is young like his dad did. He will work hard. He will have a home of his own. And he did it alone as his mom allowed him to live there just to save. And that's phenomenal of her to do. And that's also phenomenal hard work of Garrison to do. And Cody is just so bitter that his ego is bruised that he can't see what a great accomplishment this is and what an amazing son Garrison is. 
Instead, Cody sees it as a huge problem that Garrison has to save more for the down payment. So it prevents him from doing what he wants and seeing Janelle to try to reestablish his place in her home. Cody is selfish. Everything is about him and his ego and what he wants. He doesn't even see his kids and his wives anymore. Cody says Garrison is an adult and he needs to deal with adult things. Listen, Garrison has accomplished almost saving for a whole house in his 20s. Cody had to struggle paycheck to paycheck and live in rentals and he didn't have a very strong work ethic or practicality when it came to finances at Garrison's age. And Garrison does have that. So maybe Cody needs to heed his own advice that he is an adult who needs to do adult things himself. Garrison seems like a mature adult. Cody is the one who complains that he is no longer the head of the family when he can't even prioritize sucking it up and attending Isabel's surgery, even though he fears it and it inconveniences him to be an adult. Being an adult means sucking it up and doing a lot you don't want to do, like showing up to work every day, having to endure surgeries, going to appointments. But you show up, you adult. And Cody wants Garrison to adult when he doesn't even adult himself. He didn't even go to Isabel's surgery because he feared COVID and it inconvenienced him. It got in the way of his cozy life with the favorite wife. And Cody didn't act like an adult dealing with adult things. Instead, he allowed Isabel and Christine to do the adulting alone as he whined and whimpered about how it would affect him not being there for Isabel and not the other way around. Janelle tells Cody that they have always done what they could to launch their kids and stabilize them. And Janelle mentions how Maddie and Caleb lived with them. And Cody says they gave Garrison that launch years ago. And Janelle tells Cody they never had to help Garrison through school or anything. Janelle says they got Garrison a car. That was it. He went to the military and he did the rest on his own. Janelle says from the beginning they did all they could, even sacrificing some of their retirement finances to try and make sure the kids were all launched and stable. So the version of them doing that for Garrison is this, letting him stay home and save his money for a down payment on a house. Cody says Garrison isn't willing to maintain the standards they need for the social distancing and so that affects his relationship with Janelle and his relationship with Savannah. Cody says he misses all of his kids, but Savannah and Janelle aren't the reason that he has to be away. Gabe and Garrison are the reason he has to be away, he says. They are making choices that affect the entire family. They are making choices that affect him. Cody says now Janelle has to choose between him and the boys. Janelle will pick her sons. Any reasonable mom will put her kids first. Cody must be smoking the good stuff if he believes any of his wives, other than maybe Robin, would pick him over their own kids. No way. That's not even an acceptable request 
of Cody to even make. Cody says, Janelle is choosing the boys as if he is surprised that a mother would prioritize her own kids over him. All Cody knows is himself and his ego and how things affect him. Cody never seems to consider how his behavior affects anyone. He just blames his wives and kids as if they are his adversaries that he has to beat in some twisted game. Cody doesn't have to be away. He is choosing to make up impossible COVID protocols and he insists he will only be around people who follow his protocols. And his rules include things like never leaving the house. Kids who go to college and work can't be expected to completely stop living and fulfilling their responsibilities. Just so Cody can stop by and turn in his homework and see them for a little bit, treating them like an obligation. Cody doesn't have to be away and let fear control his life. Cody is consciously choosing to do this, and this protecting his family from COVID, and the way Cody does it, and his rigidity, that is what is causing more damage in the family than COVID ever would, in my opinion. It's interesting that Cody wants to blame his sons for why he just can't see Janelle and Savannah. It's their fault to Cody when he is the one who made up these intentionally impossible rules. Probably because he doesn't want to be there and show up anyway. Cody is a man that if he wants to do something, he will definitely be doing it. So if he wants to be invested, he will. Now, Cody is blaming his kids and resenting them and trying to build resentment in Janelle for her kids and their behavior. He wants these responsible adult kids out because his ego got hurt. But Robin's adult kids, who I doubt are saving for homes of their own while getting a free ride, are more than welcome to live at home. And Cody is happy to have them because they blindly obey his wishes and they stroke his ego. Cody's sons aren't affecting his relationship with Janelle or Savannah. Cody and Cody's behavior alone is affecting his relationship with Janelle and with Savannah. And Cody is the one who made up his own rigid rules that are impossible to follow and that are completely unnecessary even supposedly following his rules, resulted in the point of exposure for the family with Robin and the nanny. So Cody is the one creating all of this discord with his behavior and his nonsensical rigidity, and Cody will stop at nothing to get his way, whether it's rational or not. Cody seems to see everything as a fight, as a tally of wins and losses. And he is so irked that he cannot get his way at Janelle's and that he isn't blindly obeyed. And because Cody refuses to take accountability himself for not giving equal time, for not being present, Cody wants to then blame the rules he created that he made impossible to follow. And what's worse is he wants to blame his own kids. And all of this damage Cody does is for absolutely nothing ultimately because the family got exposed to COVID through Robin's home anyways. 
This is about Cody trying to manipulate and control. In my opinion, this has nothing to do with COVID. And it's not the fault of his sons or any of his kids or any of his wives. Cody points his finger at Janelle here and he tells her, see, you always have a problem with this. And he says he can see her eyes and her body language and everything is saying, no, 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 my babies get to run my household. Janelle is smiling and laughing and she tells Cody, yes, of course, her children are the center of her world. Cody is gross. He is jealous that Janelle would prioritize his own kids with her over him. And that's weird and very narcissistic in my opinion. To be irritated that your partner prioritizes your kids with them over you, that's very weird. Janelle tells Cody it's just part of plural marriage. Your children become and Cody cuts Janelle off. He's not interested in what she has to say. He tells her he doesn't think this has to be a part of plural marriage. And Janelle says she guesses she learned early on in plural marriage not to make her world center around Cody. It was part of the lifestyle. Janelle's focus has always been her kids because she didn't have a husband who was always there every single night, she says. She had a lot more independence and a lot more time to focus on the kids. Robin says she doesn't know if there is like that your husband is before your children or if your children are before your husband. Robin thinks they're equal. Robin says it's a hard balance sometimes, but she thinks that it's important to strike that balance. Robin says her husband and her kids are equal as her priority. But what happens if one day one of her kids crosses Cody and it becomes an issue and Robin feels her kid is in the right? And let's say her relationship with Cody is not as good then. Would she ultimately pick Cody or would she stand by her child? Mary says she still wants to have a good relationship with Cody, regardless of the fact that it's kind of distant and estranged. To me, it looks like the coffin's already lowered in the ground and they're putting dirt on it at this point. But to Mary, it's just kind of distant and estranged. So it's still very important to her. Mary doesn't think that you should have to choose between your husband and your kid. And she says to her, both her husband and her kid are equally important. Christine asks, is it more important than my relationship with Cody? And she says, yes, she would do anything for her kids. Christine says her kids really have been her companions throughout her life. And Cody tells Janelle that Christine has given him an ultimatum that either she won't conform to his rules at all or else they have to be able to do it in a way that gets the whole family together. So it's either the whole family or nothing with Christine. But Cody tells Janelle that's the life she wants very bitterly confessional Cody says he feels like they are just in two totally different places and there is no effort to have him around more why would any of the wives that he constantly blames and shames 
as the mother of his kids. Of the kids, he also blames and shames and deflects on and criticizes. Why would they ever want to make an effort to be around him? Cody is so egotistical. He's selfish. He's bitter. He's resentful. He's angry. He's miserable. Who would make an effort to have that bad energy around them? Cody made it clear that some people in his family are his adversaries. He called his family an obstacle to his goals in life, and he treats his family as burdens he resents. And then he laments about not being respected and not being the head of the family when his priorities are completely out of whack and he becomes increasingly unhinged with every season. What wife and kid want to make an effort to have Kotex around? It's probably stress and walking on eggshells, having that energy in their space. Cody tells Janelle, if she wants to play Christine's game the same way, he understands that. See how everything is a game to Cody? Everything is two-sided. It's a competition. Everything is something to win or lose. See how Cody views his wives as his opponents? He says Christine is playing a game and he tells Janelle if she wants that too for herself, fine. And Janelle says no. And Cody says it's not fair to him or to her and their relationship. And Janelle says it's not fair. She has hated this six or eight weeks because in the middle of the night, she wonders if this is personal. She wonders, does Cody not want to be here? And Cody says it makes him feel like it's personal to him. And it makes him realize that in plural marriage, he doesn't matter because Christine is just fine with him doing what he does. She says, you do you, I'm going to do me, he tells Janelle. Now, I feel like Cody is trying to set the stage for saying in the next upcoming season that he too is a victim of the lifestyle, of the demands of four wives, of the unreasonable expectations placed on the husband in the lifestyle. Now Cody wants to say his voice isn't heard. He feels he doesn't matter in polygamy. But how many times has Cody made his wives feel they don't have a voice and they don't matter since he got them to sign up for this, as he puts it? Cody was more of a cohesive head of the family before, and they supposedly used to do everything as a democracy vote among the adults, at least before Robin got there. And Cody abused that system by at times ignoring the vote and doing things his way. Like, for example, when three of his wives outvoted he and Robin, Cody took it upon himself to disregard that vote and insist they will leave when he wanted to leave regardless of the vote. So Cody has taken the position he did have as more of a head of the family and he abused that power and whenever his wives would complain or want validation complaining about their struggles with the lifestyle, Cody became angry and distant. He ignored them, hoping the problem would just go away. And he used his go-to that they signed up for this. Christine said in her People articles that she felt she did not matter, that she wasn't an equal partner. And Cody has no right to now try and paint himself as the victim of this who doesn't matter. 
His wives have learned they do not matter to him. They are not his equals. They will not be heard. So now they gain their own power and self-reliance and independence and autonomy. And now Cody wants to try and play the victim of the lifestyle that he doesn't matter just because his ego is bruised. Cody should go take a Midol and shut the fuck up. Did he listen to Janelle and Christine's concerns and hear them when Robin joined the family? Did Cody listen each time he forced his wives to move, first to Vegas, then to Flagstaff? How dare Cody say he doesn't matter when his own daughter didn't matter enough to him for him to sacrifice and be there when she had major surgery? Did Isabel matter? Was her voice heard by Cody when she needed him the most? Said during that difficult period, Isabel felt she didn't matter to him enough for him to sacrifice and come be by her side as her father. So Cody can shut up about whether he matters or not, whether he's the head or not. Based on his actions, there is nothing that would indicate that Cody is capable to prioritize or lead his family. Again, Cody can't even handle to separate his emotions and resentment towards a wife from the way he loves his child and the way he treats his child with that wife. So before this guy gets to say he doesn't matter to his wives, he needs to remember all the times they didn't matter to him and his kids didn't matter enough to him over himself and what is convenient for him and his selfish ego. Cody says Christine has really been complaining about the lack of either romance or closeness in the relationship for years. Cody says he could start pouring his heart out with poetry that he isn't feeling and that would be short-lived and it feels like sometimes that is what he is doing because it's a constant pressure. Cody tells Janelle that Christine's attitude regarding him is really indicative of his crappy relationship with her. But he says that he and Janelle don't have a crappy relationship and yet he is still being marginalized. Cody says in confessional that Janelle is taking risks with their relationship. Cody says they have a good relationship and they should protect that. Cody feels like Janelle isn't trying to protect their relationship. Cody is now trying to blame Janelle and his kids. And now he is threatening, basically, that if Janelle doesn't fall in line with him, her relationship could be as bad as his relationship is with Christine. And he's trying to manipulate Janelle, telling her she isn't protecting their marriage, isn't protecting their relationship because she is prioritizing her kids, all because Cody wants to gain control. And he wants to try to persuade Janelle to pick him over his own kids with her by using the state of their relationship as a threat and making it clear that they are in trouble if Janelle doesn't prioritize him over her kids, saying he feels so marginalized. Listen, Cody isn't marginalized. Cody marginalized the whole family with this intentionally impossible to follow COVID protocol that he created and now he wants to lick his wounds and lament that he is marginalized that people aren't picking him that he no longer matters to some of his wives and kids when he is the one being rigid creating this whole situation 
under the guise of protecting his family from COVID. And this damage to the relationships and the dynamics in the family is far greater than any damage from getting COVID, in my opinion. Cody is jealous that his wives would pick the kids over him, and it hurts his ego. So now, for Cody, it's a manipulation of trying to get Janelle to pick him over his kids. And Janelle will never do that. Cody is putting himself in a position to lose his wife's respect, his kids' respect, and his whole family eventually. But this is what you get when you treat your family as obstacles and as members of another team, just because they don't agree with your fucked up way of doing things. A way that created more drama than COVID would create for the whole family. And it was a way that in the end resulted in his home with Robin being the primary point of exposure to COVID for the whole family. So all of this nonsense and this game and manipulation and this power struggle only hurt Cody and it further severed his family and he lost every shred of respect that they had for him with his behavior. So Cody is the one who backed himself into this corner that he can't escape because his ego is hurt. And if Cody thinks his wives would ever pick him over his kids, he's nuts. Why is Cody so toxic and arrogant and egotistical and negative and annoying? It would feel like hell to be in his presence. Who would pick that? Life is way too short for all of Cody's negative energy and doom and gloom and arrogance and ego. I, I could not. Cody lays down the law. He tells Janelle he isn't negotiating with the kids on this. They are either in and complying with his standard or he is not coming around. Please don't. Good riddance is what I would say if I was his wife. To be around a guy who behaved like him would take lots of herbal relief. Constant medicating. Cody has the type of energy where he walks into a room and he's so negative and seething and intense that he probably sucks out all of the light and you feel it when a person like that enters your space. I'd keep him out and I would sage every inch of my home. Cody says, resentfully as usual, that he is a polygamist. He did crazy shit to get into heaven and he will do crazy stuff to prevent somebody going there early. So dramatic. Wow, he is so protective. But again, his daughter Isabel was the child closest to death during that major surgery where anything could go wrong versus hypothetically possibly getting COVID that one most likely lives through. He's so concerned with preventing his family from death, but he could not go to Isabel's surgery that was major and life-threatening should something go wrong. So I don't buy this fear and protection bullshit Kotex is selling. I don't buy that Cody is really that afraid of COVID. I think this man is play acting at being afraid that he is so scared even of his own shadow. But let's remember, he rode his motorcycle with no helmet in an earlier season. He let Saul jump in a huge trench. He swam in the prairie dog infested plague pond. He allowed Ruli to get so dehydrated during his watch that she almost died. 
And now he wants to be the protector from a virus that is just a possibility and not a certitude, while his daughter was most certainly being sliced open with her lung deflated and moved to do this corrective surgery. And Cody could not be there to protect and support her when it was more of a possibility that she could have had a risk than the possibility of him getting COVID if he wore a mask and washed his hands. So Cody is fucking full of it. Janelle tells Cody that she knows that she can't stay away from him for too long. She is heartbroken about her boys. She doesn't know what to do. And Cody says Janelle is stonewalling him here. He isn't making any progress. Cody stonewalled his wives anytime they had any struggles with the dynamics or the lifestyle. Cody refused to even listen, let alone to validate his wives and how they felt or to communicate or compromise. Cody would get impatient and angry and cut them off. Cody wasn't even willing to listen to their concerns ever. Yet here he complains that Janelle is the one stonewalling him. He isn't making progress. He is just pissed that she didn't bend to him. Cody says Janelle misses him, so she wants him to compromise so he can come home rather than her making everybody in the household obey his protocols. And Cody is done because they aren't getting anywhere. Cody says plural marriage is a struggle. It's a hard thing. He announces in confessional that he is not the head of this family. He says he is the head of the household some places, but he isn't right here at Janelle's. And that's not the deal they made when they got married. It's interesting that Cody always tells his wives when they complain about their struggles, you signed up for this. In other words, you agreed to this, so don't come to me now and expect me to support you through this. It's not my problem. And now Cody is saying the deal was for him to be the head of the family when his wives married him. And now some places he is the head, like at Robin's where she makes him think he's the head, but she's really the head. Whereas other places he isn't the head, he says, like Janelle and Christine's place where they don't just blindly yield to him. See, for Cody, this COVID thing is not only about getting his way so he can live monogamously and cast off the burden of his obligations to the wives he is tired of. This is about Cody wanting to try and gain more control in each house. And Cody knows the kids take precedence over him with his wives. So he wants, in my opinion, to create discord between the moms and the kids so that the kids will exit scene as soon as possible and he can again become the priority to his wives. And then nothing will stand in the way of him being the head of the family. To Cody, this is a game about becoming the head of the family and gaining power. And his wives and kids are his opponents on another team. That's how Cody views it. And Cody's ego needs for him to be the priority and to be the family authority. And so this COVID thing, in my opinion, underneath it all, it has nothing to do with fear and protection. I think this is Cody's way of trying to manipulate things to his advantage. His arrogance, in my opinion, allows Cody to believe that if he plays his cards right, even to the detriment of his kids, 
he can again be the head of each household. But the wives don't need Cody to be the center of their world. Their kids are the center and they have no interest in giving Cody that level of importance in their lives when they know they don't all matter equally to Cody. Cody broke the agreement with his wives when he allowed himself to have an obvious favorite wife and he made it clear that wife mattered most. And from day one, that wife received full investment from Cody while the others received a quarter of what Robin got from Cody. So when they realize they have no voice, they don't matter to Cody. And not only does Robin matter to Cody, and not only are her kids treated differently, but also Cody is capable of full investment. And he jumps all the way in the pool with Robin. They realize they don't want Cody. They don't need Cody. Cody doesn't make their world spin. And it's easier without him. It's happier without him. It's more peaceful without Cody. It's less stressful without Cody. They don't have to walk on eggshells. So if Cody really cared to be the head of his whole family, he should have held up his end of the deal. Deal he entered when he married each of his wives, saying he could do this, saying he could treat all his wives same that he could love all of them and commit to all of them and the kids that they would eventually have. But Cody broke the deal long ago when Robin entered the picture and when she prioritized Cody and Cody prioritized her as the original family still prioritized the group and the whole family over the self, Cody's priorities changed and so did the family dynamic, in my opinion. If Cody wanted to be the head of the family, maybe he should have listened to his wives. Maybe he should have heard their voices and showed them that they mattered and that they were heard and considered. Instead, Cody showed them he resents them and he relegates them to the burdens of an obligation, referring to his family as an obstacle to his goals in life. How can Cody's family be his priority and the most important thing to him that he wants to be the head of, that he wants to protect? and also at the same time be his obstacle to his goals in life. What are his goals? What are the intentions in Cody's heart? Or is Cody just running off of his ego and his arrogance, becoming more and more unhinged as the seasons pass? And he shows us he is his own worst enemy and he has been this whole time. Christine explains, the surgery took two extra hours, but it went well. It was a rougher surgery than anticipated, but Isabel's curve is 15 degrees now. Christine says it's really hard to see all of this hardware in Isabel's body. There are a bunch of screws in Isabel's spine, but 15 degrees is a huge success. And it's for life. Christine got to see Isabel for the first time after surgery, and she walked in the room. And Christine says Isabel is fine, and she's under the anesthesia still and it's good and the surgery is complete. Isabel is waking up and she asks if the surgery is done and she asks if she has a killer scar. She asks if it's big and they say no. And Isabel jokes that they should have cut her up a bit more. This girl is a warrior and a badass. She rocks. Christine was surprised by Isabel's first words and she thought Isabel would ask how tall she was. Christine thought height was most important to Isabel but apparently it's the killer scar. Isabel tells her mom she loves her and then she asks her, can you call daddy? 
She wants Cody who isn't there and there is no excuse for his absence. None. Isabel wants Christine to tell Cody that she misses him. Christine says it's on a level of importance for Cody to be here. The importance for Cody to be here is actually really high. For Isabel, Christine says. Isabel asks for her daddy again. And again, she says she misses him. And she wants Christine to tell Cody right out of surgery. And when you come to from anesthesia, you will come to and fall asleep and you'll ask the same thing over and over and forget sometimes what you asked. So as she is waking up, she asks for her dad repeatedly as she is waking up in her hospital bed with all those wires and tubes after such an invasive surgery. Now, what excuse in the world could keep a father away from his daughter, a daughter who in her scariest moments wants her father and requests her father. Only a coward with no testicular fortitude would not show up for his daughter and with a plethora of ridiculous excuses that could never justify not being there. Excuses from looking like a hypocrite who broke his own COVID rules if he were to attend the surgery, to leaving Robin and his family with her, to having to protect his family when all he saw at that time was Robin and her kids, to the fear of COVID, to his rocky relationship with Christine. Any of the reasons that Cody gave a good justifiable excuse to not attend a major surgery for your daughter. And let's not forget, as we see how intense and extensive and serious this surgery is, that Cody suggested initially that Isabel go do this alone. Cody is a coward. I really don't know how this guy can look himself in the mirror or put his head to the pillow at night. How can you respect a man as a husband and as a father and as a human being who would give a plethora of bullshit excuses to not be with his daughter during major surgery? There should be nothing on earth that would stop him. He comes up with excuse after excuse as to why he can't be there when he really isn't coming because he doesn't want to. If Cody wants something, he does it. He finds a way to do it. So if he really wanted to be there for Isabel, he would be. No bullshit, no excuses, end of story. Christine says in confessional that she is sure it's difficult for Cody too. And you can tell she is just saying this without any sincerity, just to make him look less bad, probably for Isabel's sake, really. Christine says, without a doubt, she knows that he would love to be here if he could. So it's bittersweet. It's tough. He could be there. He has two legs that work and his mind is supposedly functioning normally. There is nothing preventing Cody from being there at all. And Christine knows that, but she also has a daughter to protect. Cody should be ashamed of not being there for Isabel and for allowing her to feel she did not matter enough for him for him to sacrifice and be there. She probably felt she wasn't loved enough by him for him to sacrifice and be there, especially after she sacrificed for Cody. She desperately tried to please her dad, doing painful exercises after school. Instead of having friends over, she was wearing a brace during the day and wearing a brace at night, doing these exercises every day after school going through constant pain 
to try and do this Cody's way and prevent surgery, even though the doctor said most likely this would all end in the surgery. Cody mattered to Isabel. She put her body through pain to please him, but Cody couldn't be bothered to show up for Isabel. And Isabel will remember that the rest of her life. And she will know her dad prioritizes Robin and her kids and his selfish convenience over her. And it will hurt her and affect her. And she may resent him. Isabel is a kid who deserves a lot more from her dad. She deserves a decent dad who will show up for her in her scariest moments because she damn sure showed up for Cody. She did the brace. She did the painful exercises, even knowing the doctor said it would most likely still end in surgery. She did that just to please Cody and Cody couldn't support her. And she will always feel she did not matter enough to her dad. And what Cody did in being a coward and a shit husband and a father is a very big deal in my opinion. And it shows exactly who Cody is and it shows his character. Isabel is a kid. She didn't get to choose her father and she doesn't get to choose what she deserves and doesn't deserve yet. And as the adult, Cody knows better. He knows what his daughter deserved and he refused to do it. He refused to show up and to be a man and to be a father. Instead, he allowed his wife to keep his balls in a sling and he was fine with showing his daughter she did not matter enough for him to sacrifice, that she was not his priority And he was okay knowingly giving her less than he should as a father and less than she deserved as the child. As his daughter, because he was resentful of her mother. That's not a man. That's a human with no backbone whatsoever who can't love unconditionally, who can't separate his resentment for his wife from his kids with that wife. And if he can't do that, he isn't qualified to manage his own life let alone the whole family. So Cody can complain about no longer being the head of this family, but all he has displayed over the seasons is his lack of character and that he is incapable of leading, that he doesn't possess the qualities. He doesn't possess the emotional intelligence or prioritization skills or the self-awareness or emotional intelligence to be able to lead or head his family. Cody can't even handle his own emotions and mental well-being. If Cody allows his negativity in one relationship with a wife to taint the other relationships with his kids from that wife, Cody's emotions seem to affect his capacity to love unconditionally. And that's a scary thought if he can't even differentiate his emotions with his kids from those with his wife. But yet, Cody wants to lead. He's marginalized. He feels he doesn't matter, he says. So, Cody wants to matter more, but his daughter didn't matter enough for him, for him to be at her surgery, bottom line. Dean explains that Isabel's surgery was yesterday, and she had a brutal night last night. Christine did not know the pain would be like this. The nurses were in all night long trying to help Isabel. And she has never been in this much pain. She kept asking for her daddy. And Christine had to tell her he was not there. And then she would ask minutes later for him again. So the doctor explained that when patients are coming out of anesthesia, they don't register anything. So she would ask for the same thing over and over and over. And it was so 
heartbreaking for Christine to have to explain to her over and over that her dad wasn't there. Late last night, when Christine knew Cody would still be awake, they video chatted with Cody and it helped Isabel. And Christine says Cody is great at being a cheerleader. They have to leave the hospital in five days. So to get out, Isabel has a bunch of milestones to reach in her recovery. She needs to sit up and get her legs on the ground. She needs to walk to a chair. And at the end of it all, the final step is walking to a map that's down a hall. So that's the big goal. The flight is next Sunday to go home and it's only 10 days away. And Christine has no idea how Isabel will be ready to fly home. Back in Flagstaff, Mary needed to get out and check out from everybody and everything. She wanted to be in nature. Mary says there's a trail in Flagstaff that she really enjoys hiking, so she enjoys getting away from it all. They have COVID going on. Mary is running two businesses. Everyone is quarantining away from each other. Mary says as a family, they haven't spent much time together and it's weird. Mary says it's lonely. She lives alone and she misses her family. Dean says if she didn't have her girls during this whole COVID thing, she is sure she would be going insane. Robin says it's funny because she actually does feel lonely through COVID. She says she is isolated from the rest of the family and from her siblings and parents and her friends too. Does Robin strike you as the type to have lots of friends other than the one friend we saw back in Utah from her high school days? Now mentions that she will try to at least call or text Mary, even though it's not as often as she should. Janelle admits it's not on the regular, it's not every week, but she and Christine interact a lot more via text and phone and they have gotten together socially during COVID. Cody says he always saw as one of the main benefits of plural marriage that everybody in the family would never actually suffer any real true loneliness. But the way things have played out for their family, that's not the case. Cody says his relationship with Mary is not the kind of relationship where he is going to talk to her every day. And his best guess is that Mary's sister wives don't feel like having an interaction with her on a daily basis either. Mary says she and Cody had a conversation recently that resulted in them coming to the understanding that they were friends, which she guesses is a good thing as she laughs. But she has hope for more than that. Mary says Cody has said some things to her more recently that lead her to believe that there is no repairing their relationship. There are days when she gets very discouraged, but then there are days when she has so much hope. Mary says if she quits, if she walks away, that it won't get better. She jokes, I'm not going anywhere, y'all. You're stuck with me whether you like it or not. And Mary chuckles. Mary says because her family all saw her go through a dark spot, She thinks that they all question if she will stay. And through that time, Mary was considering every single option that she had. It's interesting that Mary admits she considered all her options, meaning she considered leaving Cody and leaving the family. We know from the voicemails, Mary intended to leave. Intended to leave Cody to make a new life with this new love. 
had the catfish been the man of her dreams. And Mary refused to admit last tell-all that she was ever intending on leaving the family. Even last tell-all, she said she never, ever was going to leave. When here she says otherwise, and her voicemails also say otherwise. And she even blamed Christine last tell-all for not looking inward at her own faults and not doing the hard work instead of blaming others for her failed relationship. When Mary wasn't even able to admit this tell-all, had her catfish been a real guy, she would not have hesitated to leave. Mary was considering leaving the family and going and doing her own thing during that time. She says she has considered everything and this is where she is. This is her decision to stay. And Mary says honestly she would prefer that she and Cody had a lot more interaction with each other. She says these are the two that she just keeps coming back to because she just knows she has love 100% unconditionally from them. And those two are Saul and Ariella. So Mary stays because of the bond she has with Robin's kids. Mary starts to cry at this point and she says she misses those two so bad. And you can hear it in her voice that Mary is being very genuine and sincere. Mary loves Robin's kids genuinely. She wants to see them. She wants to be welcomed at Robin's. And Cody approves because he knows Mary lives alone and she follows his protocols unquestioningly. But yet Robin waited nine or ten months before ever extending an invite, knowing all this time Mary was alone and isolated, yearning for her family, yearning for some socialization. And Robin knew Mary wasn't a risk and that Cody approved. And when Mary finally got an invite, it was like pulling teeth with Robin. And we find out that Cody approved of Mary coming over months and months ago. And Robin out with the excuse that maybe Janelle and Christine would be pissed that they weren't welcome too. when we know they don't give a fuck about going to Robin's house. Cody knew Mary was suffering, that she was lonely. And obviously Mary is lonely. She misses those kids. And it takes a toll on her well-being that she is so isolated and alone, especially following Cody's protocols where she's not allowed to leave the house. Robin knows that Mary is suffering. She knows that Mary is clearly lonely. Mary is in tears. And Robin claims that Mary is like a sister, the woman who gave up her legal status so Cody could adopt Robin's kids from a previous marriage. Mary sacrificed for Robin, but with Robin, it's like pulling teeth for her to even extend an invite to Mary when all Mary really wants is just a little family time and a little love. And that was very cruel and fucked up and insensitive of Robin to do to Mary. And Cody can't be blamed for that, for Mary not being invited over because Cody approved of Mary. So how can Robin sit and call Mary her sister and treat her so coldly making bullshit excuses when Mary really needed her friend? Mary loves Robin and the kids. She isn't putting on a show with her tears. Mary is all in. She loves this family despite her issues. But Robin isn't all in with Mary. It's only when she needs things that she is up Mary's ass being her sister. 
Like, for example, next season, miraculously, in the promo for next season, Robin has shown up at Mary's home, wanting her to hang in there with her to rebuild. Because now, Mary can be of use to Robin, so of course, Robin is showing up. Robin says Mary shows a lot of interest in being in Saul and Ari's lives, and they love her, and when they see Mary, they get really excited. Mary feels like she has some really good relationships within the family, and she has some that are kind of rocky, and she has some relationships that are non-existent. Mary wants to have a relationship with Cody where they don't go for a week without even acknowledging each other. Mary feels like she and Cody are better than this. And Mary feels like her family is better than what they are doing right now. Cody says the fact is that he has got four wives who during COVID have chosen not to interact with each other. Cody says they're mad about it, but they aren't even calling each other on the phone. They aren't even using video media to talk to each other. Cody says COVID has revealed them and they are sad, sorry, lonely little people. It's interesting that Cody blames his wives for not even calling each other or video chatting with each other during COVID. First off, Janelle and Christine talk a lot. They get together socially. Yet Cody has stopped calling his kids regularly during COVID at a time when they need him the most. In addition to Cody not coming around and deflecting and blaming his kids and wives for not obeying his protocols and blaming that as the reason he can't come around, he also now wants to shame his wives for not calling each other when he doesn't even call his own kids. Also, Cody gave Robin the green light that Mary was allowed over, and she is the one who refused to invite Mary over. And she is the one who gave a bullshit excuse as to why Mary wasn't invited over. So if Cody wants to blame any wives, it should be Robin for not trying harder with Mary, who is supposedly close to her. And he should take his own advice and call his kids. It's now day six at the hospital. And today, Isabel does her final milestone of putting the sticker on the map down the hall so she can go home. Christine says it's incredible to see Isabel being so brave. Her recovery is all on Isabel. And this final walk just shows it's up to Isabel. And she has got this. And Isabel and Christine are going home from the hospital today, back to her sister's house. Isabel is still in lots of pain, but there is a pain management plan now. And Christine is glad that they are leaving the hospital but she is also not glad that they are leaving because now Christine knows she is fully responsible for it and she knows that she won't be able to help Isabel as much as she needs. The pain is still way too intense. And Christine is now in charge of Isabel's medication and the medicine bag looks like a whole suitcase full of medicine. And Christine says there's a lot. It's a whole booklet on what meds can't go with other meds and what's for this and what's for that. And some of the stuff is crazy, Christine says. Isabel is in tremendous pain on the way home. Every bump, every jostle of the wheel, everything that isn't just completely smooth. And Isabel was crying out in pain. It was terrible, Christine says. We learn that Mitch and Aspen are in town to support Isabel. And Hunter, Janelle's son, 
drove down. He lives three hours from Christine's sister's house. And Aspen and Mitch live in Utah now. And Christine's girls love them so much. Hunter says it's been nice being here for Isabel and he is really happy that he was able to make it. He hates seeing his sister Isabel in so much pain. And Hunter thinks after this surgery with all of this pain, what's important is getting some family time in. So he is really glad that he could be there for Isabel. The fact that Janelle's son Hunter showed up for Isabel and he was saying he is happy to be there and that Isabel needs her family and he showed up like a man when it matters most. The fact that her brother from another mother sacrificed, he came gladly wanting to be there. Isabel mattered to him. Her pain mattered to him. When Cody, their father, couldn't make it, that is a testament and it shows the way that Christine, Janelle, and Mary raised the original Brown kids and that they did things the right way. That is unconditional love. Hunter didn't have to come. He didn't have to drive three hours each way and sacrifice to be here for Isabel, but he did. And he probably had to quarantine for two weeks to be able to be there too. And he did that. He was able to show up. Why couldn't Cody? I think Hunter is a really good man who felt responsible. And I think he knew his dad wasn't coming and he knew that it was bullshit. And he was probably like, no fucking way. This is unacceptable. I will be a man. I will show up for my sister. And that loyalty between the brother and the sister, that is so moving to see. Cody has a beautiful family. He has blessings tenfold. And somehow in his mind, he has created a narrative that everyone is against him, that his wives and kids are obstacles to his goals in life, that they are his opponents on another team when that isn't the case. But Cody chooses to see it that way. Cody decides. He makes the conscious choice to behave the way he does. And I don't think the problem is polygamy or Cody's wives or his kids. I think the problem is with Cody. And if Cody wants his family and he wants any last shred of love and deep respect to remain for him, he should figure out what the fuck his problem is and go get help, go get therapy. Because this beautiful family he has will move on without him. Cody becomes a miserable old curmudgeon sitting alone on his prairie dog plague infested land. And all he will have is a trailer and two folding lawn chairs for himself and Robin if she sticks around after he turns on her too. Christine explains that Aspen, Mitch, and Hunter all wanted to come and support Isabel after surgery. So Christine talked with them for a long time about being careful before they come. She told them they had to follow the strict guidelines they have been following. And it's a gray area. It's not the smartest, safest thing to do on paper. But Christine says the look in Isabel's eyes and the happiness that she felt when she saw them is exactly what she needed. It's exactly what they all needed. Isabel shows them her badass scar. Hunter tells Isabel she is like one of the Amazonian women, tall and beautiful. Remember when Cody tried to discourage Isabel from having the surgery because she would have a big, ugly scar? And I want you guys to take notice. See how a man acts? See how Hunter told Isabel she is badass and tall and beautiful? 
Who gives a fuck about a scar? Isabel is gorgeous and she's a warrior badass. And Hunter behaved the way Cody should have. And I think seeing the kids in the family have so much love and care and emotional intelligence and character, that is all a strong testament to Cody's three original mothers in the family, Christine, Janelle, and Mary. Christine says it's incredible that Hunter, Aspen, and Mitch have put their lives on hold to just come be with Isabel. They took the COVID risk and they made it a priority. And Christine says this means the world to her and to Isabel. Christine says they will remember this for the rest of their lives. Christine didn't even know how necessary it was for Hunter, Mitch, and Aspen to be here. And she didn't know how much she needed them and how much Isabel needs them. Isabel likes her scars. She likes that it's bigger than she thought it would be. As a person who has a lot of scars, I think Isabel will totally rock it. I think she's a warrior. And if she wants an awesome tattoo later on to cover the scar, I hope she gets it. Whatever makes her happy is what she should do. And I think it's beyond rad that Hunter showed up and Mitch and Aspen showed up. They were there when it mattered most and they sacrificed to be there. I didn't hear Mitch or Aspen whine and bitch that they were scared of COVID. I didn't hear Hunter complain of his fear of COVID. I didn't hear a word. All I saw was unconditional love. All I heard was gratitude. See, when something is in your heart, when you really love someone unconditionally, nothing will prevent you from being there for them. Nothing will prevent you from the sacrifices you have to make to be there. And Hunter and Aspen and Mitch are a great example of family and support and love. And that's what character looks like. That's what true family looks like. He says, Isabel will always remember this, that Aspen, Mitch, and Hunter were really there for her. Back in Flagstaff, Christine is having the adults come over so she can tell them how everything went. And Cody says they have been gone for six weeks And he was very disappointed that he was not able to go. But now that it's done, he wants to see how Isabel is feeling about it. Christine tells Cody she is exhausted. She needs a nap with no interruptions. But every two hours, Isabel has to take medication for her pain, even through the night. Cody asks Christine if she is just jet lagged. And Christine says no, she explains. She gets up at 9 and 11 and 3 and 6 to give Isabel her meds. Janelle asks if there is any way she can come help. And Christine says no because they have to quarantine for two weeks. Janelle says when Maddie was a little girl, she had her appendix out. And Janelle had to get up every night at least two or three times to give Maddie her meds. And she remembers how grueling that was. So Janelle is serious when she is offering to help Christine. Janelle suggests she could come over, she could sleep outside in the yard in a tent, and she could just come in to give Isabel her medication. Christine explains they are trying to wean Isabel off of the meds in the middle of the night. But in order for Isabel to not be in pain, she really needs the meds regularly throughout the night. Christine thinks it's just what they're going to have to do. Christine says Isabel would feel guilty if she knew how exhausted she was. And Christine says the most important job she has is to take care of her kids and it's to take care of Isabel. 
So it's stupid to complain. In fact, she hates it when she complains about it. Robin says they are still doing the social distance thing. It's the way that it is right now with everything that is going on with COVID. And she sighs here frustratedly and she adds, and with the fact that our family decided not to be united on this. And she frowns like she is pissed at the family for not doing things her way and Cody's way. She tells the producer during her confessional scene dismissively, but yeah, anyways, she wants to like move topics because she's pissed. Isabel comes out and everyone warmly greets her. Isabel gained a full inch from fixing her curve. So now she's 5'11 and now she's still going to be taller than Cody. Robin frowns at that. She says there is this weird thing that happens. She feels like a lot of the kids in the family are very competitive and the moms are competitive too. And Robin doesn't know if it's a polygamy thing or if it's just a sense of competition in the family that has been fostered, but she really isn't into it. But height is one of the competitive points, but there are a million competitive points in this crazy family. Cody asks how Isabel is feeling, and she says she hurts a little bit, but she's feeling good considering she just had surgery. Janelle points out that Isabel is one of those kids who always smiles and is happy to see everybody, but she says you can tell that Isabel is definitely in pain. Christine mentions how everyone loves Isabel's gnarly scar, and Isabel mentions that Gwendolyn can't look at the scar without dry heaving. Mary wants to see the scar, so Isabel shows everyone like it's show and tell, and Mary says it seems like a pretty good-sized scar. Janelle thinks the scar is bigger than she thought it would be, and Robin says it's a big scar, it's still healing, and now Isabel is this beautiful girl with a scar. She's got a story. Janelle says what touched her the most is Christine texted her, telling her that Isabel woke up from surgery and she was asking for her daddy and Gwenny. Isabel doesn't remember it, and Cody asks, so you don't remember it? And Isabel doesn't remember. She doesn't remember the first day. And Cody says he is very disappointed that he wasn't able to go to Isabel's surgery. He says he would have really preferred to have Christine and Isabel wait so he could be there with Isabel and so he could help support her. So Cody wanted Isabel to wait for when it's convenient for him while she is in tremendous pain every day. Cody couldn't put whatever he was doing in his life on hold like Hunter and Aspen and Mitch did to be there for Isabel knowing that she's in pain. What was more pressing than being there for his daughter really? Cody says, we just agreed that, and then he stops himself and he says, well, finally agreed. And he says, they decided and he agreed that it was time to get it done. Christine explains Isabel's doctors told her her daddy was going to be here. Christine had to explain to them that Cody wasn't coming. And the doctor asked what? And she was shocked that Cody wasn't coming. And Christine explained that Isabel's dad couldn't come because of COVID. And she said, oh, and she said she was sorry. But the doctor said that Isabel wouldn't remember that anyways. Christine explains how every few minutes, Isabel would come to again asking for daddy and Gwendolyn. And Christine told her, look, you're stuck with me. You just have me. And Christine jokes that Isabel never asked for her. 
And Christine explains in confessional that she was just trying to make light of everything. She says Isabel doesn't remember any of it. She doesn't remember asking for anybody. Isabel goes in and she trips a little as she's going inside. And Cody asks if Isabel needs help. And because of social distancing, instead of him trying to help his daughter, he asks Christine do it. Christine says it was good for all of the adults to see Isabel's scar and joke around with her. Mary tells Cody while Christine is inside helping Isabel that she is sure that Christine stays right by Isabel's side all of the time. Cody says Christine was there perpetually. He says when you are nursing somebody back to health, you need breaks too. Somebody else needs to come in and bear the burden. So he says Christine hasn't had any relief because he hasn't been there to help her. Cody asks if Isabel is in a good mood now, and Christine says it's because Isabel was there with them in their presence. Christine says Isabel is miserable. She's still in a lot of pain, but she puts on a lovely brave face for people, but it's awful. Christine knows that Isabel will get to the point where she is grateful that she got the surgery, but it's not happening yet. It still hurts much too much. It hurts worse than it ever did before. Cody is glad they found this alternative surgery. He says if all the effort and all the struggle and all the years of what they paid for therapy and the travel and all the exercise was for nothing else than leading them to doing this surgery in lieu of the rods, that was so important. Cody says that he is saying we, but really it was Christine that did all of this. But he was saying we in reference to the family supporting Christine doing this. But Christine really did everything here. Cody tells Christine, as sad as it is that Isabel is in pain, Christine cuts in. She says it's awesome. She says they are so grateful. Cody says he just wants the best for his little girl. He wants her to be happy and pain-free. So now he wants her to be pain-free, but before, when Christine and Isabel were mentioning Isabel's tremendous pain that she copes with on the daily, Cody was wanting them to wait six months. He even suggested that Isabel go alone to the surgery, but now he wants her pain-free. Can you imagine if Isabel had to do this alone and she didn't have Christine? Oh my God. Cody hopes those are the results. He wants Isabel pain-free and he hopes... Those are the results that they get. And that shortly, Isabel will be pain-free. Christine says everything has got to get better. It's been really, really hard. And it can only get better. That's it. So it can only get better, Christine says honestly. Oh, Christine is saying things are so bad, they can't get any worse, basically. Early on, let's remember, Christine was supportive of the surgery and Isabel wanted to do it. But they wasted time and effort and money and travel and Isabel had to do those exercises that caused her tremendous pain. Even though the doctor told the family those exercises weren't going to work and the surgery was more or less inevitable eventually. Cody insisted they try this and Christine and Isabel did all this for Cody to try and avoid the surgery even though they knew most likely it was pain and stress for nothing. 
that it would not work, and ultimately they did the surgery anyways, just like the doctor said. So when Cody says all the money and the effort was worth it to lead to this less invasive major surgery, Cody wants to act like he went to every length he could to help his daughter, and ultimately it led here. But really, Christine knew that Isabel would need this from day one, and the doctor told them the exercises wouldn't work. And Cody wants to take the credit like Christine and Isabel going through all that extra bullshit and pain and time and money and effort and stress was what got them to the surgery. When they said early on before all that mess that they were okay to do the surgery and Cody was the one who encouraged the exercises that the doctors said were most likely not going to be feasible. Cody chose to waste that money and that time and put Isabel through pain in the hopes of avoiding the surgery they knew they would most likely need. So Cody didn't lead Isabel here. Christine did, and Christine and Isabel both were okay with the surgery early on. They did all that extra mess just to please Cody, as Isabel suffered more and more, and those exercises were painful, and they took over Isabel's life. She couldn't just be a carefree kid. She worked after school diligently each day to try a non-surgical route. Isabel put herself in lots of pain to try and please her dad, even when the doctor made it clear it wasn't a practical, feasible alternative. Isabel suffered, and she suffered probably longer than she should have, to please Cody. Cody couldn't sacrifice to please Isabel and to be there for her, as he should as her father, when she needed it. Cody wanted her to push off the surgery another six months knowing the amount of pain Isabel is in. And he says it's so he can be there. But a viewer of mine pointed out that it was most likely so Cody would not have to be financially responsible since Isabel was 17. And in six months, the amount of time Cody wanted to push it off, she would probably be 18 and then Cody would not have to be responsible for the surgery financially. I don't know what the case is, and I don't give a fuck what Cody's reasons are. There is no reason to ask your kid to accept pain for any longer than they have to. There is no reason not to be there and sacrifice to show up when it matters most. Isabel loves her dad. She did those exercises every day after school. She pushed her body. She pushed herself. She put herself through a lot of pain. She gave up after-school activities and friends to please her dad and try to do this his way, even when the doctor said it wasn't feasible. She showed up, but Cody couldn't show up for her, and there is no excuse to ever justify a father not being there for their child, not a tornado or a tsunami or COVID or anything that should ever stop a man from showing up for his kid. I'm not sure what isn't right with Cody, but there's something very wrong with him, in my opinion, for him not to show up. It's beyond just arrogance and ego and selfishness or any of the bullshit reasons that Cody gave. That is a major character flaw for a man to find it acceptable for any reason not to be there for their child during major surgery. I don't care how Cody treats his adult wives. Adults get to choose what they accept or don't and what they deserve or don't. Kids don't get a choice. And it was Cody's job as Isabel's father who created that life with her mom to sacrifice 
to be there when her life was at stake, when this was a major surgery. And Cody didn't show up. And that says everything we need to know about this man's heart and his character, in my opinion. That does it for this episode. To my YouTube viewers, please like and subscribe. And let me know your thoughts in the comments section if you like. I'll see you next week for the next episode of Seeking Sister Wife, the next episode of Book Club on Chapter 11 on Christine, and the next episode of My Sister Wives Rewatch, Season 16, Episode 6, No Head Wife. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Bye.